Hi everyone and welcome to the first ever Just Good Games podcast. My name is Louis and I will be taking you through the podcast every week. I'm pretty much a one-man band at the moment on the YouTube channel, so I will be the voice taking you through this. Essentially what this podcast is all about is it's just sort of supplementing the YouTube channel. It's me using ideas which just don't get used in videos, which I think are good ideas, but I just don't get around to making them into videos and cramming them all in one place. This will probably be once a month, so I have enough ideas from one month to put them into an entire podcast. So without further ado, let's get on to the first category. Okay, so I haven't come up with any proper jingles yet. There will be jingles which sort of introduce the um, sections of this podcast, but I'm going to crack into the first section now, and that is, what am I playing? What have I been playing over this past month? This past month being December. So let's crack on. So, to start off with, when I started December, I was obviously playing Death Stranding. I just finished it, and I was sort of going through all the trophies trying to get the platinum trophy but this did not occur the the platinum on this game takes a long time it's not a difficult platinum but it's a very time consuming platinum you have to there's going to be spoilers throughout this podcast so this is your spoiler warning now but there's just like tons of like missions which you have to do deliveries to build up each of your locations you have like about 39 different locations the word escapes me at the moment but to deliver two and you have to make them reach five stars each one has a certain amount of stars and you have to reach five stars to get them to the top and that is a trophy that takes a long time a long old time and then feeding into that you have to find all the different other oh, cities you have to find all the cities and preppers there we go preppers and then that is also a trophy to find all of them then after you do this you have to find all these like computer chips which again there's about 52 of them and that takes a long time as well so i got to 75 percent of the trophies on that but decided to give that a break for a while which then moved me on to gta 5 gta 5 was on sale at the sale at the start of december and it only cost about 7.99 and i hadn't played it on the next gen yet well the current gen because we're going into the next gen soon hadn't played it on the playstation 4 so i thought you know what let's get gta 5 let's play through this again because i played it on the xbox 360 i think before and I got it and it was as good as I remember it being. It's probably better than I remember it being. It was absolutely fantastic. I haven't even delved into the online yet and I believe there is going to be a video. I'm going to do a massive in-depth on GTA 5 as it's just like, well, it is the biggest entertainment release ever and it's just a juggernaut and I feel there needs to be a proper video on that. So obviously I finished GTA 5 just in time for Christmas and then obviously all the Christmas games came in which I got I got Star Wars Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order I got Control Borderlands 3 and the Sunken City and so I'm just now in a massive backlog of games I'm currently playing Jedi Fallen Order on my PlayStation 4 that is fantastic game that is a fantastic game I'm going to do a review on it soon. It's just like Dark Souls, 
cross with Uncharted with a Star Wars coating of paint on it. It is absolutely fantastic. I'm also playing on my Nintendo Switch at the moment because there was a sale on that. I'm playing Gris and I did a video on the Golden Joystick Awards about two months ago and I just saw Gris in a category, I think it was best indie game, and I was like, what's Gris? What's Gris? I didn't do my research properly, obviously. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh my god, this looks fantastic. It's like Journey, and I know this is a bold statement, I think it's better than Journey, because the atmosphere and everything about Journey is still there, but it's just more involved, you do a bit more, and I find that so much more interesting. I thought Journey was fantastic, but I think Gris is actually better than journey and then obviously i've got all them games to play playing jedi fallen order and then because the playstation plus has been so good recently i've now got a backlog of titanfall 2 which i have played before but i want to play it again and neo and i also haven't finished the outer worlds and there was a sale when i got la noir so i've got a massive backlog of games but that is what i've been playing through december hope you enjoyed it so let's crack on to the next section. Cool. So the first main question which I'm going to be tackling today is really, well, it's not really a question. It's just 10 predictions slash 10 ideas for 2020. Also, before I get into that, if you made it this far, you're obviously a bit interested. So what I want you to do is obviously, if you like it, pop over to the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this through any means of podcast, like streaming, like Spotify or Apple Music, pop over to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe. You can't go wrong. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And if you're obviously listening to this on the channel and you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. So let's get on with my 10 predictions slash pitches for 2020. Some of these I don't think will really happen, but they're just ideas which I've just had. And so I thought it'd be quite funny to like say them out loud. But we're going to crack on to number one, the first prediction for 2020. And this is one which I sort of want more than I think was going to happen is I want a Skyward Sword remaster on the Switch. I never really played Skyward Sword. I had it on the Wii and I think I played about the first two hours and then didn't finish it. And now I just really want to play it because I've got this Zelda encyclopedia thing and it tells me all about it. And it's sort of, it's placed in the Zelda lore in the timeline as the first one really interests me now. And the fact that I haven't got to play it and haven't got to the end just really frustrates me. I just really want to play Skyward Sword. Plus, I've heard it was a very good Zelda game, quite an underrated Zelda game, and never really gets brought up when you're talking about the best Zelda games. So this is probably why I don't think it's going to be remastered. I do, like Nintendo don't really do remasters anyway. They only do, saying that, they've done a few. But they don't really do them on this grander scale. Obviously, the Wind Waker is probably the bigger one. And they did Link's Awakening so I think that's more the way they're going to go with the Zeldas if they're remaking them like they'll probably do a Link to the Past next and if they're going to do one which the fans want it probably will be Majora's Mask because everyone wants a remaster remake of Majora's Mask I feel like with the success of Link's Awakening we are going to get more 
old school Zelda games like done in that style and to be honest Link's Awakening was really good so I'm really looking forward to that so Nintendo if you're listening Skyward Sword Remaster on the Switch please so my second prediction or pitch is Titanfall 3 will be announced at E3 especially with Titanfall being released on the PlayStation Plus like a couple months ago and Respawn now finished with obviously Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order I think it's time now to get the third Titanfall. Titanfall 2 is a really well everyone knows is a really underrated game and it was absolutely fantastic I played it on the Xbox One when it first came out and then I've got it again now on the PlayStation 4 as it was again a PlayStation Plus game which came out a couple months ago and just the story in that game is so good so underrated just full of really good moments they've just got respawn are very creative they have loads and loads of good ideas and that campaign is just full of different ideas there's like a level where you travel through this facility and you've got this gun which makes you travel through time so you travel through two time periods making your way through this facility so if you can't get through a specific bit you just use this gun to go forward in time and then because it's like broken you can get through or you go back in time and it's still when the facility is being like destroyed it's a really interesting concept and a really fun game and it's quite an emotional story as well you've got like your relationship with your titan is fantastic and i'm actually really looking forward to going through that again when i play the free version i got for the playstation plus so hopefully Titanfall 3 announced at E3. This next one, my third one, actually now ties into what I've just said, is I want a continued run of good PlayStation Plus games. The last couple months, as I said in the what I'm playing section, like the PlayStation Plus games have been fantastic and I found myself having to get these games, having to download these games and the January one now is going to be the Uncharted Collection, which is again another really, really good title. I've played all the Uncharted's, but I'm now so tempted to get that, and then that'll like add three more games to my backlog of games which I have to play. And just uh, the first three Uncharted games are absolutely fantastic. Number two is probably my favourite game from Naughty Dog, although number four. And The Last of Us comes really close. Number three is really good as well. No, it's all good. It's all good. Because I just want a continued run of really good PlayStation Plus games just to make the um, PlayStation go out with a bang. Just give us titles. Like, I know it was last year and it's it's still selling for like £25, £30 on the store. But I honestly think they should stick Days Gone on there. Like, it's not sold mega for them. And actually, no, it did sell quite all right. But it wasn't like a well-received title, but I've heard it's all right. And that is definitely a game which if they stuck it on PlayStation Plus, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll get that and I'll play it and see how it goes. So a continued run of good PlayStation Plus games is my third prediction for 2020. My fourth one is a bit negative. I don't like to do negative things, but well, it's not even negative. It's actually seen the positive on something. But I think my fourth prediction is the Stadia will see out the year, but only just. I am not a fan of this Google Stadia nonsense. It's like I think streaming games will be the future, but they've just. They've gone about this the entire wrong way. They've like launched and then there's no games. I don't get who this 
he's marketed at as they've not got any exclusives so the hardcore are not going to just go over to play games which are they can already get on their own consoles but you can now stream it in 4k and obviously because the internet i'm in the uk the internet in the uk is not as good as like the high speeds you can get in other places it's you're going to get subpar streaming and also they like doing this as sort of like a multiplayer thing and if you're playing multiplayer on like a streaming thing as opposed to someone who's coming from a game where like the speeds is not going to drop that much you might get a bit of lag and to that hardcore who play the online i don't think that's going to going to appeal to them too much so i think it will see out of the year i think enough people will buy it just to see what it is or it might appeal to the casual audience more but they the launch has been disastrous i don't know what the sales figures are but they ain't even like put out like the top model yet in which you pay like a hundred pounds or something maybe 120 pounds and you get like a console and a controller you get loads of stuff in it but it's it's been a bit of a disaster so i think it will see out the year i think there's enough behind it for it to see out the year but i don't see it lasting like pre-ons 2021 or 2022 so on to my fifth one and this is a bold one i think the xbox one series x will have a better launch than the playstation 5 i know that's bold like i think the xbox will have a better launch lineup especially if they stick halo in it sony are not good at having great launch titles you just have to look at the start of the playstation 3 and the playstation 4 to realize this xbox are going to be coming out the clappers fast they're going to be starting fast with this because of how far they've fallen behind in recent years and with like they'll throw game pass at everyone they'll throw halo at everyone and they'll probably have like even they've had so many studios like they bought so many studios recently that they've obviously got these studios working on like great launch titles for this next gen and there's no doubt sony could put it out the bag with like they could announce horizon 2 at e3 they could announce a god of wars coming spider-man 2 they won't be launch titles but at least that might make people think oh actually i'm going to get a playstation 5 but i've just got a feeling initially over the christmas period of 2020 the xbox is going to launch a lot better than the playstation 5 although the playstation 5 has a bigger built-in fan base i just think halo the halo brand is not as strong as it used to be but if they launch an absolutely fantastic halo game it might turn enough heads as i was the generation before i was such an xbox 360 head i did have a playstation 3 but then that swapped around and i feel like there'll be enough jaded xbox fans who will be like oh halo's back let's go over and see what this xbox is all about i think that'll propel the xbox to launch better especially over the christmas period better than the playstation 5 but I still think the PlayStation 5 will win the war overall. It'll be closer than this one has been, but I think the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox will be much closer. My next point, and I believe this is my one, two, three, four, five, six. My sixth point is I think the game of the year in 2020 will be The Last of Us Part 2. As it stands at the moment, obviously there's so much which has not been announced because we're waiting for E3, we're waiting for 
all these new titles to be unveiled. But as the lineup stands at the moment, I think The Last of Us Part 2 definitely, definitely will be game of the year. There's loads of good games coming out, like you've got the Final Fantasy VII remake, you've got the Avengers game, you've got Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk might actually pip it, but I just, I don't know, Cyberpunk's going to be great. But I feel like Witcher Hardcore, who obviously CD Projekt Reds will rely on to buy this, might be a bit put off by the first person. But it's still going to sell well and it'll still be fantastic. But I just think Sony, Sony exclusives always do well. I think obviously you had God of War, that one game of the year, that big Red Dead Redemption 2. So that's sort of like the Sony exclusive brand is just really good and i feel like the last of us part two is it a sequel we really really wanted now because last of us one is such a good standalone but to continue that story and then naughty dog are just on a roll just on such a roll and they won't let us down so i think game of the year for 2020 will be the last of us part two so on to my next point and this is again ties in nicely is i think the final fantasy 7 remake will be absolutely fantastic but i don't think it will sell as well as we all think it's going to sell i think it will be great i think the episodic state of it will will hinder it a bit instead of it being like an absolutely full game but then again we're getting it so quickly that makes sense but i just looking at like something which i'm going to talk about later on in the video is shenmue 3 and that is a game that was announced actually at the same E3 that the remake was announced at. And I think that there is a big core fan base who want this. But sometimes that doesn't translate over to the casual and doesn't allow it to sell more. And Shenmue 3 is one of those things. Shenmue 3 just got lost in the shuffle. And at the end of the day, I haven't played it, but I heard it was sort of a good but not fantastic game. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake will be a fantastic game and I'm really looking forward to it having not played the original but I don't know how much crossover appeal it has. In Japan it's going to be big, in Japan it's going to be massive but in the US and the UK and Europe I don't know how well it's going to do but it could be massive and obviously Sony again is a Sony exclusive, timed exclusive but it's Sony exclusive and Sony exclusives even that brand's name makes it sell. Days Gone sold quite a bit. And although Death Stranding didn't do as much, it's still a fantastic game. I just, maybe that brand will carry it across, but I just think it's gonna be a great game. The episodic nature of it will probably hinder it a bit, and it might not reach the sales, which we all thought it will do. But obviously sales don't matter as much as it being a fantastic game. So, Obviously, we focused a lot on, well, besides the start, I focused a lot on Xbox and Sony and PlayStation because next year is obviously a big year for them. But the Switch will still have some tricks up its sleeve. And I would not be surprised if at E3 we suddenly get the drop an announcement of a new Super Mario game, like a proper Mario game, a proper follow-up to Odyssey, maybe even Odyssey 2 like done like um galaxy 2 was done pretty much in the same engine same concept but just different worlds and the formulas tweaked and made even better and i feel like because there's not a lot on the switch lineup at the moment i believe Met metroid's probably coming out next year you have animal crossing bayonetta 3 has been announced and no more heroes 3 has been announced as well we've not seen a lot of footage from any of these games i just feel like the ace up 
Nintendo sleeve because they won E3 this year. They had some great announcements. I think the Ace Up Nintendo sleeve this year will either be Breath of the Wild 2 is dropping at the end of the year or there'll be the announcement of a Odyssey 2 pretty much. And if there is that announcement and it suddenly drops at the end of the year, it won't drop at the end of the year actually. But you never know. It'll be announced. A surprise Mario game will be announced. And this brings me on to my final point. I think this is my ninth point. I couldn't think of a tenth one. My ninth point is the Nintendo Switch will be the best-selling console of 2020. Yeah, it makes so much sense with the crossover generation, like with the other two. So you obviously get will get like the rush at the end will be for the new consoles, and the rush at the start will be for the old consoles. So with the Switch being going in all the year, I just feel like it will be the um, best-selling console. I think if they can bring that game sign up at E3, if you suddenly get the announcements of Breath of the Wild 2, Super Mario, obviously Metroid will come out, you'll get that. And I think that'll give a massive boost to Nintendo. And I think the Nintendo Switch will be the biggest-selling console of 2020. So those were nine predictions for 2020 i probably should have come up with a 10th one but i'm looking at the list now and i just couldn't think of anything so with that done let's move on to the main bulk of the episode so here we go the main question the big question of this podcast what the podcast named after what makes a video game fun the reason I picked this is because like a couple months ago, two games came out and they polarised the fan base. And really the big question which divided the fan base was, oh, it's not fun or I do find it fun because of this, blah, blah, blah. Those two games are Death Stranding and Shenmue 3. Obviously, Shenmue 3 was a bit better received on the fan base by the fan base, but then the critics didn't like it as much. And then the Death Stranding was well received by a lot of critics and then the fan base divided quite a bit so one of the main complaints about both those games was this game's not fun this game is boring whereas i found death stranding very interesting and obviously fun is very subjective but i'm going to try and sort of break it down into different sections and you know just give my take on what makes a video game fun so here we go with that so the first one i'm going to point I'm gonna go into is the genre. Genre is a massive thing because if you don't like a genre of video games you're probably not gonna find it fun. One of the big ones for me is racing games. I really don't find racing games that fun. I find them very repetitive. They're not story based really. I played the crew once and that is trying to shoehorn a story in. But at the end of the day you're just driving a car around and you can only do that so much. Now there are some great racing games out there. I'm not saying that like racing games are bad. I'm just saying I find them boring which obviously contributes to the fun factor. I, I played Forza Horizon 3 and I really did enjoy that and some racing games do rise above that oh it's just a racing game factor and if they're really really good then I really enjoy them but about three quarters of a way through Forza Horizon 3 I still had that feeling of oh it's just a racing game all I'm doing is driving around doing races and to me that wasn't fun and I know 
other people obviously don't like genres which I like. like I like sports games and you can obviously argue that sports games are very similar to racing games in the sense you're you're doing the same thing over again with obviously slightly different results like I love FIFA and I love Pro Evo and I know people find them boring but I like football and I think that's what contributes to it as well that's what makes it fun because I'm playing something which I really like so if you don't like a genre of game you're probably not going to find it fun so if you're reviewing a game of a genre which you don't like then it's probably going to take a lot this game's going to have to do a lot more to make you like it and to get a decent score or if you've just bought it if you buy a game of a genre like you've heard Forza Horizon 3 is good Forza 4 Gran Turismo is really good but you're not a fan of racing games then you're probably still not going to find them as interesting even though they've got good reviews because obviously someone who's giving it a good review will probably like racing games or see past the fact that it's a racing game and focus more on the mechanics how good of a racing game it is so that's genre like another genre which i really don't find interesting is real-time strategy games but i know people love real-time strategy games i've played a few i just can't get into them and again that contributes to the fun factor i had i know they're not really console based games so i've had a few on console and that's maybe why although it probably wouldn't interest me if i played it on pc as well but again it's if it's a genre which you don't like then you're probably not going to find it fun it sounds very basic but i know people to buy games just based on how good the reviews are and then if you buy a game and the genre is not something you're used to playing and then you just complain about oh it's like rpgs if someone doesn't like rpgs and there's like oh it's a lot of talking it's a lot of decisions the outer world is a good one if you buy the outer world expecting it to be like a call of duty in space shooter type thing then you're probably going to be disappointed and you're probably not going to enjoy it as much because it's so much more than that and vice versa i really find fortnite boring i know a lot of people like it probably a lot of people who subscribe to me love fortnite and i'm not knocking fortnite i just don't do online shooters that much because i just again i just find it a very repetitive grind and i know the difference is like the differences in the match but those are the mechanics once you do one match you pretty much done all the matches and i played fortnite and my favorite online like shooting game was halo 3 and i think i just played that to death for now any game which i do online multiplayer on just has to live up to those lofty heights and I, nothing's reached halo 3 for me I played call of duty 4 as well when they came out roughly at the same time and i played them all at the same time and they were fantastic and i just think that's worn out again this is another thing which contributes to fun is how much you played the mechanics, how much you played the series, like a Call of Duty, like you could only do so much of it. And so if you dip in every so often and get like just the good ones, then you're probably going to enjoy them and find them much more fun than if you get one every year and all the difference, there's like only small differences between the games. Same with FIFA. I've given FIFA a break this year because I was just finding them getting, they were just too similar. And that contributes to the fun. If you're just playing the same thing over and over again, then it's not going to be fun. This is now going to bring me on to my second point, which is actually game mechanics. Like, do you enjoy what the game does? Do you like 
yeah, the mechanics of the game. Like um, I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at the moment, and it's a lot of climbing. It's a lot of world traversal, and I love games like that. It's all about atmosphere. Death Stranding's another one. Like I love the mechanics. I love how you hold the triggers down to balance. It's something which I've never seen or done in a game before, and it is a lot of walking, but I just enjoy just taking in the world and that's a that's a point which i'll get onto later like personal preferences and what experience you want from games but like if you want like uncharted is great it's like balls to the wall action it's set pieces the mechanics again is a lot of climbing i think some people really don't like climbing and traversing games and if you don't like that then games like uncharted star wars jedi fallen order um even stuff like portal portal is quite a traversal and then you have stuff like, I sorry, Skyrim is another thing, another game which mechanics comes into play because it's not, it is set PC, but it's not like, as in, it's more interactive because you're just doing it. There's no like, I can't think of the word, but like, word, but like no big set pieces like in Uncharted where you're suddenly like doing a big car chase and you're running down and all the stuff's breaking around you it's more of a like oh you go to this place and you do the action and the sort of the fun is you creating the experience you like yeah you fighting and it's not an artificial one which is then created the danger the atmosphere is created by you just fighting through these people and then because it's such a random rpg you can suddenly and all the characters act randomly it's going to be different every time whereas opposed to like uncharted and i will use uncharted a lot because it's the classic on the rails adventure game you know that like what your experiences are really predetermined you may get a sense of freedom but really it's quite a linear game and the big set pieces and the big on the rail sections are gonna pretty much be the same for everyone so if you more enjoy creating your own story in skyrim because it's such like a big big setting you can go anywhere you want you can do anything in any order you want really and you create your own adventure whereas with other games more linear games you are playing an adventure like star wars as well dark souls as well is a bit which i'm going to get into dark souls a bit later on but sort of treads that fine line but yeah game mechanics like again the genre comes into it like obviously Call of Duty is like you have in all the other ones you have wall runs you have double jumps some people don't like that in their shooters some people just want a grounded nice shooter which is like what battlefields comes in game mechanics can you have vehicles some people hate vehicles in games I quite enjoy vehicles in games and just all that comes into play what makes it fun what do you enjoy i'm going to go on to my third point now which is which comes back to dark souls which is difficulty slash challenge some people get games and they whack it up to the hardest difficulty straight off i tend to play below the hardest difficulty as i want to again i want to enjoy it and i want to be challenged some people whack this difficulty up because they enjoy that grinds. They enjoy enjoy the challenge. And some people just want to put it on easy 
just play the story, enjoy it, not really have to think about it, not really have to be challenged. And I suppose for games which don't give you that option, where it's just a set difficulty, that's where some people don't find games like Dark Souls, the Souls series, any Dark Souls clones fun, because there is a set bar and you have to be that good and you can't go through it like just for the story, isn't And you have to play and you have to get good, get good. You have to get good and with dark souls it take it's a very specific type of person i love dark souls i love any dark souls clone because it challenges me and it can get frustrating you can get to a boss and you can never think you're going to get past it and then you go and grind and some people in games also don't like grinding like rpg grinding having to go back having to just kill a load of enemies having to do a load of side missions to get your level high enough to then pass this boss or this mission which you have to do i know a lot of people don't like that but in dark souls again once you reach a boss and you can't get past it sometimes you have to go back you have to grind you have to work your level up you have to level up a lot i remember in dark souls 3 it was the first um, lord of cinder and it took me ages to try and do and i got its first health bar down i thought oh yeah sorted i only had like one flask left and then it came back from the dead and had another health bar I was like, oh, okay, I've got to go grind. I've got to go about, find some side bosses, beat them. And people don't like doing that. It's difficult. Like, the grinds in games can sometimes just annoy people. It's annoyed me. Sometimes, like, I get to the end of RPGs and I know there's an amount of grinding I have to do to get to the final boss. Final Fantasy XV is one of them. You're going through and you're going through quite well and then there's that chapter 13 or something which everyone hates and then at the end of it you've got a massive boss well not a massive boss it's just a boss and he's so difficult and then you've got a real when you realize oh i've got to go out and i've got to grind now sometimes that can be really frustrating and that's not fun but for the most of it like there's p um wolfenstein 2 is one there's so many difficulty levels on that some people enjoy putting it up to that um, highest difficulty level, the one where you literally die with one shot, and they'll love that, and they'll want to go through it, and they'll enjoy it. I wouldn't enjoy that, and that's also what contributes to what makes a video game fun. So on to the next next category of it is connection with the story. Sometimes games are not that good, but you'll play for it anyway because you now feel like a connection to the story or you want to find out what happens. I think this is one of the things which comes with Shenmue 3, is that from reading reviews of it, I haven't played it, is the game mechanics were very old school, like which a lot of Shenmue fans like. And I think a lot of the whole appeal of Shenmue and people playing it was they wanted to find out what happened in this story. They wanted to find out what happens next, even though I think we're going to have a number four. But then again, if it didn't sell that well, well will we get a number four? It's a connection to the story. It's like some games just nail game mechanics and story. The Last of Us, um, The Witcher 3 is another great one. Great game mechanics, great story. Just the ultimate RPG and that's fun. Some people don't find games like that fun. I know people who don't like The Witcher 3. And for me, it's like, what? But it's connecting to a story. It's if you get invested in a story in a sort of mediocre game, then you want to finish it and you might enjoy it as you might enjoy it more there's games which i suppose also price comes into 
price comes into it a bit because sometimes like playstation plus games if you get a game for free you're going to enjoy it much more than if you pay for, you you accept a mediocre game for free as opposed to paying 40 pounds for a mediocre game if you're playing a game and you think oh i've paid 40 pounds for this this is rubbish whereas opposed to like oh i've actually got this for free it's not too bad that again comes into the fun of a video game but connection with story is what can maybe elevate a sort of mediocre game to being a good game like i'm not death stranding obviously has great great mechanics and i really enjoy the gameplay loop and everything but the story in the game really elevated it to another level for me and i really really enjoyed that so i think story absolutely has a massive massive bearing on it also if it's a sequel and even though you've heard it's not that good a game like Shenmue 3 you're going to want to play it because you're going to want to finish the story aren't you so and you might enjoy that more because you've laid the groundwork in the earlier games now my final point is one which sort of goes without saying really it's just personal preference isn't it at the end of the day what makes a game fun and what gaming experience you want like there are people like i don't understand people who judge games on like length of games if the length of the game is good like suits the game then then what are you moaning about i was in game the other day and someone picked up i think it was Link's awakening or pokemon or something nintendo and those games only take about 10 to 15 hours long he was like oh this it's only last 10 to 15 hours that's like that's rubbish i want like an 100 hour rpg this game sucks and it's like this game doesn't suck it's just the like the length which it needs to be luigi's mansion 3 Link's awakening are the perfect length for the perfect game whether it justifies paying 40 pounds for it is another thing and that's your decision what experience you want sometimes people like that person want a hundred hour rpg experiences and then some people who don't have that amount of time want a nice short concise experience like something i like playing games like that like luigi's mansion 3 like Link's awakening but i also like games like firewatch and what remains of the of edith finch and gris and journey and they are games which only last about 10 hours but because they last 10 hours the experience is really good the experience is really focused and again very story driven some of them and they're fun but i know people will play it and be like oh is that it and again that's personal preference that's what experience you want and if you want that experience you shouldn't judge like the game if it's a good game but it's not the experience you want then it's not a bad game is it it's not not a fun game it's just that you've just it's the game's not for you and you have to sort of sometimes when you're doing scores and you're doing reviews you sort of have to look past that and think actually is this game good for what it is a race of time like things like firewatch journey even though they're shorter they're absolutely fantastic games so i'm gonna round i'm gonna wrap it up there i'm gonna round it up as i think i've rambled on long enough about what makes a video game fun but you sort of get the gist of where i'm coming along or you just you're coming from or you just think i've been rambling on for about 15 minutes it's up to you so this is the end of the first podcast i will get better at this it's weird just talking to a screen at the moment it's a bit different from doing a video but all i can ask you to do now is i don't know if there's like keep an eye out for more episodes of the podcast pop over to the youtube channel and subscribe 
like and share hit that subscribe every time i get a new subscriber it makes me happy so make me happy we have a facebook page we have a patreon which is sort of set up but you can just have a look at it but we that will get more of a following in the future hopefully i'm on instagram i enjoy a bit of the instagram so follow us on that and once again you've been listening to just good games the first ever podcast <laughs>